0: And caring relationships have the power to prevent everyday challenges from becoming more concerning issues like mental illness. The responsibility to renew focus on your own mental well-being begins now. People with personality disorders often cause at least as much difficulty in the lives of others as in their own lives. Other people tend to find the behavior of individuals with personality disorders confusing, exasperating, unpredictable, and in varying degrees, unacceptable. Before I go any further, let us set the energy of this episode together. So you may wish to put your hand on your heart And close your eyes, unless you're driving or operating heavy machinery. Take a deep breath in. And as you exhale, let your thoughts go. Let your past go. So, take another deep breath in and exhale out loud. Ah. And when you are ready, slowly open your eyes. So, a personality disorder is a type of mental disorder in which you have a rigid and unhealthy pattern of thinking, functioning, and behaving. A person with a personality disorder has trouble perceiving and relating to situations and people. This causes significant problems and limitations in relationships, social activities, workplace, and school. Now, in some cases, you may not realize that you have a personality disorder because your way of thinking and behaving seems natural to you. And you may blame others for the challenges you face. So personality disorders usually begin in the teenage years or early adulthood like I mentioned in the previous episode. There are many types of personality disorders, and some types may become less obvious throughout middle age. My audience, have you heard of the term narcissist? It seems that it has become a popular buzzword. Therefore, today I am going to talk about narcissism. To be honest, this is one of my favorite subjects to talk about because we are all on this spectrum of narcissism. Yes, narcissism as it affects people is a spectrum. That means there is a huge gray area of what narcissistic traits and behaviors a person can have and how these Affect their lives as well as others. Now, some fun facts. Where did this term come from? Narcissist and narcissism. From the Greek mythology. Narcissus was a hunter in Greek mythology, son of the river god and the nymph. He was a very beautiful young man, and many fell in love with him. However, he only showed them disdain and contempt. So one day, while he was hunting in the woods, the oried nymph Echol spotted him and immediately fell for him. When Narcissus sensed that someone was following him, Echo eventually revealed herself and tried to hug him. However, he pushed her off and told her not to disturb him ever. Echo in despair roamed around the woods for the rest of her life and wilted away until all it remained of her was an echo sound. So Nemesis the goddess of retribution and revenge, learned what had happened and decided to punish Narcissus for his behavior toward Echo. She led him to a pool. There, the man saw his reflection in the water and fell in love with it. Yes, he fell in love with his own image. Although he did not realize in the beginning that it was just a reflection, when he understood it, he fell in despair that his love could not materialize and committed suicide. Yes, it's a sad story from the Greek mythology. And now you understand why we call people that love themselves so much, and I don't mean the healthy way. I mean the narcissistic way. There are countless articles and papers written on the psychology of narcissism. The reason that it's so highly researched is that someone who has narcissistic tendencies can do so much havoc, that means damage, to the psyche of those around them seemingly without having any idea of what they are doing. So it's like narcissists with echo. To be honest, in recent months, ever since the end of 2020, a lot of my clients are complaining about their narcissistic bosses and toxic work environment. I'm not referring to people that are difficult, I am referring to people that have higher-than-average level of narcissistic traits. They can be selfish, manipulative, and power-hungry. That can ruin careers. And I am not exaggerating. Having said that, psychologically speaking, narcissism is a personality trait that every person possesses to some degree. Like any characteristic, it exists on a spectrum. We all fall somewhere along the narcissism continuum. Well, as a matter of fact, a certain amount of self-centeredness is healthy because it contributes to confidence, and I mean healthy confidence, resilience, and ambition, and needless to say, any personality trait taken to an extreme can become pathological. In other words, when a person who is excessively high in narcissism is said to have narcissistic personality disorder, NPD for short, well, which is a diagnosable mental illness. So my audience, let me emphasize that it is critical and important to understand that narcissism exists on a spectrum. To be honest, I feel the need to repeat myself. This means narcissism is a condition that has variability across a continuous range. And the narcissism spectrum draws distinctions of adaptive healthy narcissism from malignant pathological states. And like I said earlier, all human beings, yes, you and I, we all possess some characteristics that span this continuum. So, in order to understand the vast differences between healthy narcissism, narcissistic traits, and narcissistic personality disorder, we need to appreciate the nuances of the spectrum. How benign or destructive a narcissist is depends on where on the spectrum they land. So I'm sure by now you would be interested to know what healthy narcissism looks like. Well, healthy narcissism forms a constant realistic self-interest, mature goals and principles, meaning realistic goals, and an ability to form deep relationships. That's key. The ability to form deep relationships relationships because those who fall into the disturbed or the malignant range of narcissism evidence, an absence of empathy and an intense need for attention and admiration. The distorted narcissist harbors extreme expectations reinforced by a deluded sense of entitlement And specialness. Now, these character traits can result in dangerously exploitive, abusive behavior that is carried out with cunning and acumen. Many adults with NPD evidenced signs of oppositional behavior as children, foreshadowing a sociopathic disposition. Remember, In order to have healthy narcissism, it is critical to cultivating an authentic sense of self and positive self-regard. On the contrary, people that are on the spectrum of destructive or pathological narcissism, they lack an authentic sense of self and negative self-regard. Okay, a quick disclaimer. Now, please, my audience, don't use any of the information here to self-diagnose or diagnose other people. If you think that you or someone close to you may possess some of the excessively narcissistic characteristics mentioned in this episode, please either consult me directly or contact another licensed mental health professional, okay? So now, let's get back to the topic of narcissism. Okay, so now I'm going to share with you the top four types of narcissism that you need to know. Type 1, as sometimes we call the classic narcissist, or the overt, or grandiose narcissist. They are overconfident, entitled, arrogant, and exploitative. They tend to display high self-esteem and present themselves as dominant in interpersonal relationships. Now, these narcissists can also be very antagonistic, combative, and argumentative. They are the people who will require your unconditional respect, admiration, and praise, who will boast about their often overblown achievements at reunions and get-togethers, who will be eager to only associate with the most beautiful, popular, and successful people at parties, and who won't hesitate much to humiliate those whom they perceive to be of lower status. Even beyond that, they are often convinced that they are destined to greatness and fantasize about unlimited beauty, power, and success. So how are you supposed to deal with this kind of toxic personality? Well, just avoiding them would be a great idea. But if you are unable to do that for whatever reason and are required to interact with them, make sure to set good boundaries and don't try to explain why their behavior and attitudes are inappropriate. And if you have encountered this type of narcissist, I'm sure you know the reason why, right? Because they don't care and they won't listen to you. So save your breath. And if you happen to be in an intimate relationship with an overt narcissist, or you have a family member who is one, you can expect self-interested, self-absorbed, and selfish behaviors to be the norm. So, well, you should not be surprised if they start demanding you constantly validate their distorted views of themselves as special and unique people who explicitly believe they are entitled to your time, money, and emotional resources. And most of all, they are always right. So keep in mind that a close relationship with an overt narcissist, whether it is with a partner, family member, or a friend, can be challenging, exhausting, and very time consuming. So you may find yourself feeling physically and emotionally drained. You might even feel shocked at how limited and selective their empathy is, which is hardly a good foundation for healthy, close relationships. So my audience, on that note, we are running out of time for this episode. And guess what? I have another special guest for you next week. And we shall continue with this conversation on narcissism. So until next week, stay safe, learn heaps, and find the courage to be honest. Bye for now. You can find this podcast to be honest on Apple Podcast, Spotify and my website www.drbarbaraqiao.com dr b a r b o.com